Welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast of Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, Editor-in-Chief of Pizza Today, and I am joined by Denise Greer, Executive Editor of Pizza Today. What's up, Denise? Hello, Jeremy. I'm a very cold Executive Editor right now. Yeah, it's winter. It's 24 degrees where we are right outside Louisville, Kentucky. Um, just a little over a week before Christmas. It's supposed to be cold. It's not supposed to be 80 degrees here. Yeah. Well, if it's going to be cold, then I want snow. I need snow. I need it to be pretty and have lights twinkling in the night sky. That's what White I White Christmas is what you're yes, saying. Yes, exactly. I understand. I got you. <laughs> right, I got so you. our guest today is Adam Borich. Adam is the owner and founder of Lucifer's Pizza in Los Angeles, California. Adam's a great guy. I first met him, oh man, it's probably 12, 13 years ago now. He was a very young guy at the time. Not that he's old by any means now. He was a really young kid at the time. And uh, moved here from New Zealand. Opened this small pizza company in Hollywood. Went with the name Lucifer's. Went with some really cool branding and imaging. Uh, very playful. A little irreverent, but, um, but very playful with his advertising and marketing and it really stuck out and helped him build a name and a reputation for himself in LA. Um, and then also Adam is um, a routine guest at International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. So I always get to run into him and catch up with him there. But he's an all around good guy. And right now, just like every other pizzeria and restaurant in Los Angeles, they're in the thick of it right now. And my heart goes out to Adam and everyone in the LA market, New York, Chicago, uh, you know, dealing with these huge second waves that were far worse than the first wave. And the shutdowns are, you know, they, they're very significant and, and people are dealing with a lot right now. Um, LA, LA County, uh, you know, he has five restaurants in LA County. So that's a lot to keep track of. <laughs> And they're all completely close to dine-in at the moment and focused strictly on carry-out and delivery as they try to navigate this pandemic. Yeah, and you know, he's he's a really great guy, super knowledgeable. Uh, he, has a, he has a unique perspective uh, that he can bring that international look at, you know, what's happening between LA and New Zealand uh, that do things in very different ways. They couldn't be more different in their handling of the pandemic and the resulting success or lack thereof, let's say. So, hey, let's bring Adam in and get right to it. All right, here's Adam. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Adam, tell us what life is like right now in Los Angeles during the, I guess it's second wave of this pandemic. It's really crazy. It's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of worse than before. I think that before everyone was kind of united and it was kind of a, you know, the whole world was kind of, you know, dealing with the same sort of thing. But this time around, people are kind of angry. They're scared. They don't really know what to believe. And, um, and it's really like taken off. Like in LA right now, the numbers each day are just like staggering. It's, um, it's, you know, it makes, you know, the March numbers look crazy. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it's just every day is getting worse and worse. And I, I mean, we've been kind of wearing the mask. We've been doing all the, you know, the social distancing stuff and it just hasn't really worked. So I guess the Thanksgiving bumps like really, um, you know, sent everything for a spin over here. Yeah. And you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I guess you just had not just you, but all of, all of Los Angeles has had all your dine-in completely shut down again now. Is that correct? Exactly. Um, it, they had, we had, uh, I think for a period in like June or July, we had, you know, 25 or 50% indoor dining again. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of lasted for maybe three weeks. Um, but the paperwork and all the stuff you had to get together to, to make it happen by the time we got that together, um, literally the day that I posted all the, the, the required notifications up on the door, I, I left, I went around all the stores, took me all day. And then that night the governor said, you know, exciting indoor, indoor dining again. Oh, um, wow. so after that I was like, you know what, let's just, we're just going to stay delivery and take out until the end of the year at least and, um, keep it that way. And then they did, um, the outdoor dining and uh, we just decided to just keep doing what we're doing, just to keep it at uh, delivery and take up um, because literally the rules kept changing every few days. The health department keep putting out new uh, notices that have to be put up on the windows and they would change one line in a, you know, in, in a directive and we'd have to print them out, print them out for every employee, make sure everyone saw it, mm -hmm. put these like, you should see the windows in LA. Like they, you can't even see in them anymore because there's so much paperwork on the window with all these notices from the health department that, you know, you, no one's reading it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to know it and we have to make sure the staff know it. And we have to, so it was just constantly every few days changing the rules, changing the rules. And it was for one line, they might've changed two words or something. It was, you know, it was just so poorly managed that it just caused, you know, confusion for everyone. Wow. Denise, one thing um, our listeners uh, may not realize is Adam grew up in New Zealand and there's a country that when you look at how that country handled COVID and the success that it's now having and then you compare and contrast it to the United States. Adam, are you still in touch with family and friends back in New Zealand? What are they telling you about how things have gone there? Yes, yeah, so I was actually in New Zealand in February, um, most of February, um, when all this started to really kick in so we I just opened a, a new store in February and then as soon as that happened I took off back to New Zealand and um because COVID kind of hadn't really hit the rest of the world yet it was still kind of the China and Europe thing and uh, I was there for four weeks and just every day I just got worse and worse and um a couple of days before I left uh, the prime minister there shut the borders down and uh it was you know everyone was like why is she doing that but it, it really it really paid off big time um they had like think about it, maybe they've had 1500 cases in total um and everything's open you know sports games full capacity nightclubs raves you know you name it they've had one small lockdown a couple of months ago just um you know they had a, a, an unknown case just popped up somewhere uh they crushed that and they you know they moved the election even for that um but again they're going to summer right now down there and you know it's 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 like a parallel universe, like watching Instagram and talking to my family and they're all going out and doing all these normal things. It's like, what the, you know, uh, how can it be so different? But, you know, I, I guess it's, uh, you know, an island nation, they have, they, the borders are pretty well sealed. You know, you can, you can only get in there by ship or plane. So, um, but they did act really fast and they did, you know, and the contact tracing stuff down there has been incredible, um, which I think is missing up here. Yeah. 
Is there uh, any um, sign of when you guys will uh, shift to opening back up a little bit or that re the restrictions will lighten? It seems like the numbers keep keep climbing. So Climbing and climbing. And it's, I guess Thanksgiving was kind of a big thing. It was, I think Halloween was kind of the first, um, the big one. And then I think the, there was like a lot of celebrations in LA when um, Joe Biden won the election and people were on the streets and um, that kind of was straight after Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, after um, Halloween, and then Thanksgiving has kind of, you know, created this, but it seems to be so much worse in LA than anywhere else at the moment, which kind of is crazy because it's not really that cold, and I don't know what, you know, people aren't inside or anything, um, but they keep changing, you know, the dates of what, they, they said three weeks was going to be, um, the, 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 the restaurants were going to be closed, and then they tried to change that to indefinite, and uh, they got, that got overturned in court last week. Um, but I mean, if the numbers keep going the way they're going, then they're going to just keep, keep closing it down. Uh, even though they, they even said the health department, the county health department said they didn't have any evidence to suggest that outdoor dining was, uh, causing any infection. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. so it's really frustrating, uh, you know, for, for so many restaurants, we're, we're kind of lucky because we kind of just haven't been doing it anyway. Um, we've been, you know, being in pizza, we're, we're really lucky that we already get up to uh, delivery and takeout anyway, so we don't have to pivot like all these other restaurants have had to do. And for these full-scale restaurants, you know, some of them have spent you know hundred thousand plus to like convert parking lots into you know nice areas to dine. Yeah. And some of them have just completed them a couple of weeks ago, and all of a sudden it's been you know the rug's been pulled out from under their feet again. Um, you know, and Ironically, it kind of helps us a little bit because our numbers go up, you know, with the shutdown because you know everything else is kind of closed. But it's it's not a it's not a nice feeling to be doing you know better when you know that everyone else in the industry is suffering so much. And uh, I'd much rather have everyone open and you know, employed than you know us seeing a little bit of a bump in our numbers. Yeah, what is your employment situation like at the moment? Because you know, ironically, it, you and I talked about last week. Um, despite everything that's happening and as harrowing and as scary and as frightening and depressing and demoralizing as it all is, you know, a couple, couple lights at the end of the tunnel, a vaccines rolling out for one thing, thankfully, mm -hmm. but for some positive news for you, you're actually doing very well and you've actually added, added another store. Yeah. So that has been something we opened our fourth store in February uh, just, just as it was kind of starting to, you know, I, I remember just a couple of days before we opened, a friend of mine in New Zealand called me and she, she mentioned something about the coronavirus. And I was like, ah, no, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen about that. You know, it's going to be like all the other ones that, you know, these pandemics never happen. Um, I kind of wish I didn't say it because you know, we did too. a little bit longer and it's like, <laughs> wow. Um, and so we're, like that was, and that was a big one. We invested a you know a ton of money in that one. It's our first one that has um, alcohol, beer and wine, and we put a lot into the dining area and all that sort of stuff. And instead of being more of a you know fast takeout sort of place like the other ones were, and uh, we were doing you know pretty well with the dining stuff. And it was the takeout and delivery was a little bit slow because people were kind of coming in checking it out. And so that all closed down. Um, but that took a few months to pick up and we had a really good team in there from the beginning and they, they've, they've really stuck by us actually. They've, they've been in it all year, most of them. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know if maybe a bit of boredom or insanity hit me in June and I had an opportunity to open 
take over the next Pizza Hut space in Manhattan Beach. Uh, a friend of mine's got an amazing coffee shop down there, Two Guns, and uh, it's in the same building as him. And he said his landlord would you know, love to have me come and take over it. So I gave it thought for a couple of days and I need to get out of lockdown and do something. So I uh, took a chance on that and opened up and I thought, you know, pizza was doing pretty well by then after you know the initial sort of downturn picked up and I realized, well, it's probably the right time to do pizza. And uh, th that was all good. Open the restaurant. Normally, you know, you want to employ people a couple of weeks in advance of opening. It's normally what we, we do. And so we're getting close to opening, put out the ad for the advertisements for uh, jobs, nothing. And I tried all the different platforms, Indeed, Craigslist, everything. We were just getting no one applying. Wow. And we were short of staff at all our other restaurants as well. At the same time, we're trying to get people there. So we couldn't even pull anyone from those stores. And so we were, we were fully ready to open and done. And we were still not open two weeks later because we just couldn't find staff. Holy cow. Oh, wow. And it was, you know, it was an unintended consequence of the CARES Act um, it, with the extra payment to the, I think it was like $700 on top of unemployment. So people in California were getting, you know, 1000 1200 bucks a, a week uh, just to sit at home. They, you know, no one wanted to work. And I don't blame them with coronavirus out there. You know, it's, who wouldn't want right. to take the money and sit it out? Um, so that was like, you know, I didn't even think about that opening up. I thought it, unemployment was at 20% at that point. I thought, well, this is going to be easy. Yeah. Um, so it was really tough. <clears throat> so what did it take to get those first initial employees uh, on board for that new location? You know, what, what did you have to do to find those couple of people um, that, that you were searching for? We tried everything. We tried different incentive programs. We tried getting staff to, you know, if they had friends and we managed to get a couple of people through that with you know, bonuses to those people that bought them on. But to be honest, it was the end of the, the period where the CARES Act funds it started, it was getting close to the, to the expiration date for that. And people started to wise up to the fact that, you know, in three weeks or a month, they're not going to get the money. So they should probably get in now um, while there's still jobs out there. I mean, the situation has completely changed now. I mean, I'm getting probably a hundred applications through our website every week. People desperate for work. Um, but we just couldn't find anyone to save ourselves back then when it was like 20% unemployment. So it was just crazy. Now is the quality of those applications come in and you say, you've got a, you know, hundred coming in. Um, what's the quality of those applications? Are you getting the people you're looking for when you do have openings? Yeah. So like back earlier in the years, we were just kind of taking anyone that's, that seemed pretty you know, decent. We could train them up and if they had the right attitude. Now we, you know, we're getting, we can put up our wish list of have you got pizza experience, dough stretching experience, all that stuff. And we're probably getting, you know, a hundred people coming through with everything that we want. Because <clears throat> um, all the other restaurants have closed down. So um, it's a different situation completely. The unemployment checks are, I think they're getting an extra $300. So that's not enough. Um, so it's, you know, there's a lot of desperation out there right now and it's just going to get worse. I mean, this, this current lockdown, I think in LA is going to be, way more catastrophic to the industry than probably the first one. I think a lot of people got through and they had the PPP loan um, help. Um, but I think this time it's going to, it's going to decimate the, the city, um, especially because we had a, a huge um, onslaught of new restaurants opening in LA in the last two or three years. Um, you know, it's been pretty widely recognized. It's, it was kind of an unsustainable um, amount of restaurants anyway. 
um, which kind of pushed up the rents. Everyone's paying high rent. And um, so it was kind of the perfect storm when COVID hit, I think, uh, in a lot of these places. Some of them spent, you know, two, three million dollars on fit outs and they're just never going to be able to reopen again. Um, so I, it's, it's going to take a while, I think, especially in LA. Um, you know, New York's probably the same. I see they just closed down the restaurants again uh, yesterday. Um, so it's, yeah, I think we haven't seen the worst of it financially yet. Yeah, I would agree. Adam, have you made any changes to your menu recently in order to maximize your delivery, your carry out? Yeah, we looked at doing that at the beginning a little bit. We were going to um, try and do some more, you know, add some sort of household items and, you know, staples like flour and stuff like that that you couldn't get. But um, at the end of the day, it's been trucking along pretty nicely. So we just, we just stayed, stayed the course and just, you know, just trying to set ourselves up for the other side of it so that we didn't really change the brand too much because, you know, it was all going well before and, um, you know, we didn't want to pivot too much. Yeah. Figuring out how to do delivery right can be a daunting task, especially when it comes to third-party platforms, in-house delivery, contactless solutions, and POS functionality. Fortunately, the innovators at PDQ have developed the Delivery Toolkit app, a convenient single source that can measurably enhance all aspects of delivery while saving time, effort, and costs. Rooted in metrics, the multi-integrated PDQ Delivery Toolkit is a must-have resource for your store. Learn why at pdqdt.com or call 877-968-6430. That's 877-968-6430. Speaking of the brand, Denise, Adam's got one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. brands, some of the best restaurant branding, pizzeria branding I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh, you know, Lucifer's Pizza, it's got an irreverent theme. Uh, he refers to his pizza as a damn good pie. And um, his branding is, is just awesome. And, you know, LA might be the right place for that if you were in indiana or iowa in the bible Belt, <laughs> yeah. that might be a tough sell. there would be protests yeah, 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 yeah. you can have a hard time but uh in in uh, in the city of angels he's uh he's he's doing very very well with that branding adam is that um are you doing much marketing right now are you doing anything to get your name out or is are you so busy because you're one of the only places that that can deliver a high quality product pretty quickly to the city. And so, you yeah, know, right we're really lucky. We're actually, even before that, we were kind of coming into, especially, you know, in the last few months, we're kind of too busy, um, you know, to a fault that we've, we kind of let people down on these, you know, busy Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays and that, and we just kind of see like these massive weekends and then inevitably you're going to see a bit of a fall off a couple of weeks later because we've upset people because, you know, we just can't keep up and it's kind of this wave pattern is like you'll be really busy when people come back and then you you know you just we just can't keep up so we're going to disappoint people and it's kind of that's the frustrating thing how do we you know do better in that but when everyone wants pizza at once at the same time on the same day it's you know we just can't there's only so many pizzas you can get through the oven out of one store and um that's been the biggest challenge for us um so we yeah we're not doing you know, a lot of marketing at all. We've even um, scaled back on the social media stuff at the moment as well. Sure. Um, but the branding thing is quite funny you say that because we've never had any issue up in Hollywood area where we've got four of the stores and the mm -hmm. new one we opened in Manhattan Beach is uh, kind of more of a conservative area. Um, and I've had a lot of conversations with people down there about it. Um, not, not so much in a bad way, but 
even the guy that turned on our gas from the gas company, really nice guy who came in a couple of times. And um, on the last day, he stopped me and he had a chat to me. He's like, so I just wanted to talk to you about the name. He's an older guy, and I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Is this and, a satanic um, cult? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, just wanted to know about it. And so I just explained to him, you know, it's about the spiciness of the pizza and, um, you know, that it's it's definitely not a satanic cult or anything like that. And, you know, I explained him that, you know, I, I was brought up a Catholic, and my um, my great uncle's a Monsignor, and I, I put it through him. He's 96 years old. And I asked him back at the time, and he goes, well, Adam, I think it's hilarious. And, um, you know, it, how I don't think anyone could be upset that pizza is satanic, but um, we've had a few people over the years, but this year, probably from the Manhattan Beach store, I've had more emails and you know, <laughs> one-star Yelp reviews just because of the name. Um, it's, but, you know, nothing too, I've had a couple of threats, but um, nothing too much. And we're, we're really playful with the branding mm -hmm. as well. It's, you know, it's, it's all very fun and light. It's not like we're, um, you know, pushing any, um crazy satanic agenda or anything no it, it's very buzzworthy um it's brilliant yeah. the way you guys market it is is fantastic and like when you're creating a buzz you're obviously doing something right and yeah, it, and it the, is a damn good piece by the well. way yeah i think, <laughs> I think you know there's towards having a little bit of a, a name that's you know slightly controversial because that makes it memorable as well. I mean, if I call it Adam's Pizzas, it's like, you know, we'd probably be still sitting in one store on Las Feliz by now. Yeah, um, you're right. Denise, yeah. I've had the pizza. I've sat in his restaurant in Hollywood and had a very spicy pie. And it, it, it was fantastic. It was really and, – and, hey, since then, Adam, you have appeared in a couple of films, have you not? Yeah, a couple of – yeah, just helping <laughs> some friends out. <laughs> <laughs> what are these films? I don't know about this. Where, where oh, are that's okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to add any uh, publicity to them. It's uh, especially it's, it's one of them is a Christmas movie, so it's like I'm I'm getting a lot of uh, is it Hallmark? Yeah, Please say it's Hallmark. From people, no, it's on Netflix or something. I think, but I'm sure you can you can Google it and find out. But all right. Uh, so now yeah. you've got every listener going to Google right uh, now yeah. to see what you were in. Uh, <laughs> so. Hey, you could man, you couldn't live in LA without being in a movie. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, something I'm really curious about is you just launched a new app. Um, mm -hmm. Did you have one before and you replaced it? Um, or is this kind of a new thing you're trying out? It's a new thing. We changed uh, our provider. Uh, we've been to like three or four PO, four POS systems in like the last five years, six years now. And just, nothing seemed to work. But um we're really happy with what we've got now on the apps. Um, it's, it's a little slower than we thought uh, taking off. People still uh, seem to want to call in for some reason. Um, I mean, me personally, I like to do everything on an app and if they don't have an app, I kind of just don't order from them. So, um, but it's, it's taking off a lot now. I think we're up to you know, like 800 downloads of it or something. So um, it just makes a big difference. You can save your credit card in there and just you know, reorder what you ordered last time in like two or three clicks. Um, and just you know takes away the the whole hassle of it um but yeah it's been the feedback's been pretty good it took a little while to get it perfected but uh you've been we've been working with hunger rush and they've been um they've been pretty good to work with what were you looking for in that app were you looking for anything um specific as far as what it would do or how it would work we just wanted a, a really easy uh 
ordering platform. You know, these days everyone's going to Grubhub or Uber Eats or whatever because it's just so easy. It's like, like people, you know, you order from Amazon because people are getting kind of lazy. They don't want to have to enter their address and credit card number in. Um, so I think we really just wanted to, you know, kind of compete with with the delivery apps to try and get people, you know, ordering directly from us and make it even easier. Um, and yeah, it seems to be working so far. Our online ordering has gone down on desktop and, and mobile has gone down substantially. So it's all been picked up by the app. Um, so we're just going to try and convert uh, you know, a few more of the phone callers uh, to try and bring them across because obviously people taking phone calls and ordering is kind of like a waste of labor. Um, and also if someone's putting it in themselves, you're going to get, you know, hopefully better accuracy of the order. Um, so we're trying to do a few promotions and you know trying to get that on, but it'll take a little bit of time. It's only pretty new. It's only about three or four months old. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, Adam, I really appreciate your time here today. You know, I, the Dodgers won the world series. So brought a little yeah, bit to your city. Right wearing the hat. My yeah. dad's a huge Dodgers fan. So I'm with you. <laughs> oh, it's about time. I mean, we've been, we've been knocking on the door for the last five, six years. So, uh, I've been a Dodger fan since I was seven years old and uh, I was at the World Series two years ago and uh, game six when we lost. So it was a bit of disappointment, but uh, it was pretty bittersweet this year not being able to be there, but um, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. We were, we were the only Dodgers fans at Reds games, so that should be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year for LA sport with the Lakers and Dodgers. Now we just need to get the Kings to... Um, pick up their game and get the Stanley Cup again, then I'll be really happy. There you go. <laughs> You've got that silver lining. And again, you know, obviously it's new, but the the vaccine is rolling out and getting out to the public. Yeah. So there's a corner there to be turned. Um, it It's not going to be quick and painless, but hang in there because there is finally light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll be looking at a completely different situation in you know, two or three months and hopefully get back to some sort of you know, normality again. That's right. And hopefully yeah. I, I always run into you at Pete's Expo in Los Angeles. Yeah. Hopefully I'll run into you this June. Get that going. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to meet you. I haven't met you at Expo yet, but yeah, no. say hello. <laughs> sure. All right. All right, Adam. Well, thanks, thanks for, for coming your time, on the show. Buddy. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a great right. day. You too. See you now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.